0: I am the voice of one calling in the wilderness. Make straight the way for the Lord. Now the Pharisees who had been sent questioned him, Why then do you baptize, if you are not the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? I baptize with water, John replied, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. This all happened at Bethany, on the other side of the Jordan, where John was baptizing. John chapter 1, verses 19 through 28. Ask any child who looks even a little bit like their parents, they probably don't want to hear that they look like their parents. They've probably been hearing that their whole lives. And especially as they get older, as they enter high school, it's the last thing a kid wants to hear. They don't want to hear that they look like their parents. Of course, kids are the products of their parents, but they also want to be seen as more than that. They want to be seen as their own people, a unique and individual personality who has their own calling and their own unique identity in their lives. John the Baptist was in danger here of having his own identity mistaken. Moses had foretold that a great prophet would come to Israel, which they were waiting for eagerly. Later, the prophet Malachi had prophesied that Elijah, long since departed from this world, would come again before the Messiah did. When the leaders ask John the Baptist if he is the Messiah or Elijah who would come before the Messiah or the prophet they'd been waiting for since Moses, he answers no to all three questions. Jesus, of course, would be the Messiah that they were waiting for, and he would also fulfill the role of the prophet that Moses had spoken of. It's interesting here that John says that he's not the forerunning Elijah, because Jesus would later say in Matthew chapter 17 that John the Baptist was indeed Elijah that Malachi had predicted. Elijah had not literally returned, but John the Baptist was a prophet like Elijah who called God's people to repentance. John fulfilled the role by having an Elijah-like ministry that prepared the people for the Messiah to come. So why then does he deny that here? There's a few possible reasons, and all of them might be true to some extent. John may have meant that literally he was not Elijah, back from the dead. He was a separate person and should not be confused as being the same man. It's possible that John may not have understood the fullness of his prophetic role, and it was only Jesus who later brought revelation to what was actually happening. Or it's possible that John did know exactly who he was, knew exactly what he was fulfilling, knew exactly that he was the symbol of the Elijah that was to come, but John simply didn't want to draw any attention to himself. A few verses earlier than today's reading, John had said, Jesus has surpassed me. In today's verses, he says, I'm not worthy to even touch his sandals. In verses that are to come in the coming days, John says that Jesus must become greater and John must become less. This man gave his entire life to exalting Jesus above himself. Other than perhaps Jesus' parents, John was the first one to officially recognize that Jesus was the Savior that everyone was waiting for. And as he saw that, he devoted his entire life to deflecting attention away from himself in order that Jesus would get all the attention. John knew who he was. And just as importantly, he knew who he was not. And he knew that telling others who Jesus was was the most important thing he could ever do. To think about today, If God had to sum up your unique identity, what would he say? In one sentence, who did God uniquely create you to be? And if you're not sure, ask him to show you. If you've never thought about it before, think about that today. And as the thoughts come together, write those thoughts down somewhere. It might be important for you to come back to later on.